Welcome everyone to another episode of the MOP Voice. Whether you're a regular listener or first-time listener, thank you for tuning in. Yeah, welcome guys. Today uh, we're so honored to have a, a great leader with us. Uh, his name is Chris Yamas. He's the former president of the Northwest Washington State District. He served in that position for about four years. He has a master's in leadership from Northwest University. He's a counselor at Washington Youth Academy, and uh, he serves in his local church as a co-pastor at New Life Family Center. Chris, thank you for being with us. Um, why don't you greet our listeners, maybe share a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, thank you, Eliezer. Thank you, Dacia. Uh, I'm, I'm really happy to be here today. Thank you for this uh, invitation. Uh, again, my name is Chris, and my wife, Jessica, and I, we live here in Olympia, Washington, and we've been serving in youth ministry for many years. Uh, and we're excited to talk about this, uh, this leadership podcast today. Amen. Thank you for joining us. So in regards to your leadership background, we know that you've served several years with young people and just on many levels with leadership and even got your master's in leadership. That's awesome. That's impressive. We want to go ahead and talk about effective leadership today. And the first question we want to go ahead and ask you is, what does it mean to be a leader? I often hear leaders are born or leaders are called. Where do you think you stand on that? And what does it take to be a leader in regards to that? Absolutely. Great question. Uh, in terms of leadership, uh, I've, I've also heard this term too, where people ask, uh, are they called or are they born? Yeah. Uh, and and I'm, I'm under the opinion that they're both. And uh, we okay. see examples mm-hmm. in the Bible of uh, men like the Apostle Paul, who are called to a specific uh, demographic, like the Gentiles, uh, to be the apostle for them. Uh, and then we see... Uh, men and women all throughout the Bible that um, form their leadership and continue to work uh, work it out, like the uh, the Apostle Peter, for example, mm-hmm. uh, was a fisher was a fisherman that became a fisher of men. Wow. I think that's so awesome that you, I've actually never heard anyone say they're both. I usually hear people kind of lean towards one side or the other side, but I think that really just shows the grace of God. Like you don't have to be born into the right family, quote unquote, uh, a leadership position or anything like that. God calls you, God appoints you, whether you came from a certain lineage or you did not come from a certain lineage. I think that really pinpoints the grace of God, but how God can make anything out of just anyone. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's great, Chris. Um, One question that we want to ask you today is in terms of character traits that leaders portray, what do you think some of those traits are that are uh, necessary for a good leader? Absolutely. Um, and again, we're, we're talking about the subject of leadership. Um, I, I did get my master's in uh, leadership studies, uh, but as a leader, you know, I'm continuing to grow. I, I don't know it all. Um, and this is something that we continue to talk about and we continue to learn as we become uh, better leaders. Uh, but in terms of the church and mm-hmm. uh, for the MOP, the Messengers of Peace, uh, character traits that I believe are very important for us in our church setting uh, is that we possess humility. Mm, yes. We be, we be leaders that lead with humility. Mm-hmm. Uh, another trait that I that comes to mind is a leader that takes responsibility. That's good. Yeah. Accountability. Accountability. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, admitting um, that you're wrong. Wow. And, and being able to be vulnerable with the people that you're leading, uh, people people will see the authenticity uh, when you're real with them. 
Amen. Those are some great character traits. And I think those two really connect when you are willing to be humble, you are willing to show accountability as well. And that's where growth takes place. And so the next question we want to go ahead and ask you is what are some ways we can be effective leaders in our local churches? And I really want to emphasize the word effective because you can be a leader, but can we be effective leaders in the, in just portraying the spiritual fruits that God asks us to portray. So yeah, what are some ways that we can be effective leaders in our local churches? Yeah, great question. Great question. Um, When I think of effective leadership, um, I think of servant leadership. Mm. I think of someone that Mm -hmm. uh, learns to serve. And uh, if you, if you study the, the topic of leadership, especially in our society, uh, in our educational system, um, in our in corporate America, just in the work setting, uh, people are looking to this subject of servant leadership, uh, and we need to, we need to really look at where this uh, this leadership comes from. Uh, we find that it comes from the Bible. Uh, the Bible says, uh, "The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give yes. his life as a ransom right. for many." Uh, so, when, when we think of servant leadership, uh, in order for us to be effective in our leadership. Uh, we must be willing to serve, must be willing to uh, not think about ourselves, but to think of the people that we are leading. Uh, and this is important. Uh, another quote that comes to mind is, uh, everything rises and falls on leadership. Mm. John Maxwell yeah. uh, states that in many of his books. And uh, I believe this is why leadership is so important. Mm-hmm. Because if we're going to be great leaders, we're going to see, we're going to have success in our leadership, in our church, in our youth group. Um, amen. Yeah, that's great. I think it, it, there's power in servanthood, right? Being yes. that servant leader. Uh, there's a there's a good resource. A quick commercial break. Uh, the MOP Learn has a book called Forward Leaders, and something that they talk about in that book is just how the uh, Nehemiah was a cupbearer to the king, right? Nehemiah was a great leader. He helped rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. And the Bible says that he was a cupbearer and cupbearers usually had a tight-knit relationship with the king, right? They were serving the king and that kind of created a special intimacy between the cupbearer and the king. And I think as a child of God, it's important for us to develop a close relationship with God in in that servant kind of uh, relationship. What do you think about that, Chris? Absolutely. Uh, I believe serving is loving and loving is serving. Yeah. Uh, when we truly are in love with God and uh, we focus on a relationship with God, um, a byproduct of our love for God is our servanthood, mm-hmm. is how we serve uh, God and his people. Yeah, that's kingdom. good. That's good. So, yeah. Right. And I think even when you look at just Jesus Christ's example in the Bible, he was the pinnacle of what it meant to serve. He, if he, if anything, he was in a position where, you know, he, he could have sent anybody down to earth. He was the one that could have come down in, you know, just, um, he was the one that could have come down if anything to be served, but he showed the pinnacle example of what it meant to serve. And if Christ is our example and he himself served, how much more us, how much more should we exemplify that reflection if he himself was that reflection of servanthood? Yeah, and, and that's a great point because in our society, um, you know, especially when we talk about the Bible, everything that we find in the Bible is countercultural. 
Mm. Yes. Um, and in order for us to become successful, we can't make it about ourselves as leaders, uh, but learning to empower others. And uh, I, I don't know about you, but I've been around leaders that um, have been critical and, you know, will give you critique. Uh, but then I've been around leaders that will give you critique, but will build you up. Mm. Uh, wow. That's where I, I see that we need to be those type of leaders that make other people better. Yeah, that's great. I, you know, I've heard a story where there was this young minister and he had a mentor and the mentor would pour into him, right? He would give him ministry advice, um, kind of help him build his character. Uh, but he kind of says that one day he, he heard from someone else that his mentor was, was talking behind his back and saying, Oh, one of my mentees is prideful. He, uh, he falls short in these areas. And the young minister, he wasn't really offended at the words that the his mentor was saying, but rather he was offended at the fact that the mentor was saying this behind his back and not to him, right? Because a good mentor would tell, tell you that, right? They'd want to build you up. And again, it, it all comes from a place of love. Mm-hmm. And, and people can really feel when you love them and you're invested in them. Um, and when you show that that type of love towards people, yeah, uh, you can talk to them about difficult things. But it goes back to that that piece of humility. Mm. Yes, of being able to uh, be one that is accountable for you know your actions. We're we're not perfect. Uh, I I think especially in the church, you know, we we have a lot of imperfect people, but we serve a perfect God, and that's where we need to give grace to one another. Amen. And we know that when it comes to roles of leadership, you're going to have to deal with some difficult conversations sometimes. And uh, we want to go ahead and ask you, how do you combat opposition in leadership? Absolutely. This, this is a great question. I uh, was looking, looking at this question uh, and what came to mind, especially as leaders, one of the biggest attacks that I see uh, a lot of leaders uh, go through is uh, offenses. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's learning as a leader to not take things personal. Yes. Uh, understanding that this isn't our kingdom. This is the kingdom of God. That's right. Yeah. And uh, Jesus said that offenses will come. Uh, so the faster that we learn to work with people that offend us, uh, betray us, um, talk behind our backs, and we learn to love them and show the kind of grace and kind of mercy that Jesus showed, uh, the better leaders that we become. And I say this, especially in our generation, uh, if we want to lead people to heaven, if we want to lead our youth group to become um, successful, we, we need to learn to not take things personal. Uh, a lot of times, if, if things are said or hurt comes out, it's because people are broken. Uh, and we know that Jesus came for the brokenhearted to bind them up. Uh, so really taking on the mind of Christ in our leadership. Amen. And I think, you know, always going back to the example of Jesus Christ himself, he himself had moments where his very own disciples, you know, they betrayed him. And even when you look at the scenario of Peter, when he betrayed and denied Jesus Christ, it was grace that brought him back. 
because he remembered those moments that grace was just greater, but because also what Jesus Christ exemplified to him, it was remembered, it was effective. And so always looking back at the example of Jesus Christ. And I think, you know, and Chris, you let me know on this, our leadership would be so much more effective if we kept our eyes on the way that Jesus led. Yes, absolutely. That will be a reflection in our leadership. Because Jesus Christ went through some of the very same things that we went through in our humanity. And what would you say to that? Absolutely. Uh, Jesus is the only one that can sympathize with us, Mm -hmm. uh, understand us. Yes. And and that's why we go back to that that piece of relationship as leaders in the church, leaders in our youth groups, um, any, any type of leadership to really rely on the source who is Jesus. Amen. And when it comes to leadership, we know one of the things that often follows leadership is influence. As leaders, whether we realize it or not, we have the power to influence others, whether that's in a good way or that's in a bad way, and we hope not. And so the question we want to go ahead and ask you is, you know, nowadays there's this kind of whole movement that's going on with people wanting to be influencers. And you see that a lot on social media, a lot of motivational speakers that are coming up. What would you say is the difference between someone that is kind of just someone that influences or an individual that is actually a spirit-led influencer? as a leader. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I, I think there is a difference between uh, people that lead, you know, in movements and uh, are influencing people maybe on social media, YouTube, um, you know, on the gram, all, all of these different platforms. Mm-hmm. And um, they're, they do it for themselves. Mm. Uh, and what we understand is when we influence people, uh, we're under the influence of the Holy Ghost. Wow. So wow. being, being leaders that are spirit led, uh, because our, our main objective in life is to lead people to the waters. Yeah. It's to lead people, uh, to receive the baptism of the Holy ghost and to live a, a crucified life. Uh, and that's, that's where we see our success comes from us leading them to God. If we can be the bridge, the gap, uh, for this generation. So we are not a purpose-driven church, but we are a spirit-driven church. Everything that we do, we do uh, with the complete dependence of God and his spirit. I just had to like take an emotional pause right there because you saying that when people decide to, you know, kind of take on that role of just being influencers, they do it for themselves. And I think that's so important to pinpoint because when you look at an individual that influences for themselves versus an influencer that is led by, uh, not an influencer, a person that influences by the Holy Spirit. It's everything away from yourself, but -hmm. it's everything that points to Christ and it points to others. And that's automatically where that characteristic that we were talking about of humility comes out. Because when you are focused on the kingdom of God, focused on his people, there is no room for yourself. And how often can we say that leadership and ministry, you have to be willing to be selfless. You cannot be selfish in leadership. Absolutely. What would you say to that? I I believe that's the premise of our faith. Mm. You know, we, we are to, it's what the Bible says. I no longer live. Christ lives in me. Yes. And Jesus himself, while he was on earth, he said that 
uh, he may decrease and that he yeah. must increase. So taking on that that perspective that it's not about me. And, and if you think about it, we're here maybe 60, 70, 80 years, whatever the lifespan is. Uh, and to make a difference in this world, uh, we'll make it through the gospel. Mm. We'll make it yeah. by by following the ways of Jesus, being more like him. I mean, that's so good. And I like that you mentioned, you know, we're here for a limited amount of time on this earth. And on that theme, Chris, since uh, I believe leadership, you know, it's some, it's it varies in the amount of time you might be in a, in a position or a position of leadership. How would you say or what advice would you give to someone that's going to transition, right? Transitional leadership. Yeah, th- this is a, uh, a topic that uh, I believe that we're having in the church, uh, transitional leadership. We are, we are going through a lot of transitions right now in the church, in our society, in our world. Um, the world doesn't look like it did two years ago. Right. Yeah. And we see that these biblical prophecies are, are coming to pass. Pestilences, rumors of war, no longer rumors. We're seeing war break out uh, in our world. And understanding that in this time, we've been called to help in this transition. We are ushering uh, an end time generation, mm-hmm. end time revival. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I was brought to um, the scripture found in the book of Esther. Mm. When we think about Esther, the queen, uh, and the calling that she received, uh, Mordecai uh, challenges Esther in uh, verse 14 of chapter 4 of the book of Esther. For if you remain completely silent at this time, Relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. So pretty much saying, you know, there's going to be deliverance. But then he says this, but you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Mm. So I, I don't know who's listening today, but I do feel this in my spirit. that You are not in your leadership in your life by accident. You have not been placed where you're at by coincidence. Uh, but as the word tells us that for such a time as this, we didn't get to decide uh, that we were going to be born uh, in this time, in this era, but we are. Yeah. And we've been called. And, and that's why I believe as leaders, we, we ought to do everything that we can that's within our power, that's within our control uh, to become leaders like Jesus. Amen. And I love that story of Esther for such a time as this. I I feel if there is a kind of like a title that we can really plaster on our generation, it's rising up for such a time as this. And it kind of reminds me of the story of the prophet Elijah. And when he was in the desert, he decided to take a nap. And when he wakes up, God had sent some food his way. And it was just this little cake and just a cup of water. And I remember reading this and I'm like, God, you know, you're calling him to do something very difficult and you decide to give him a little cake and a cup of water. And I remember when I was praying about this, the Lord told me the reason that I gave him that food is because if you notice what he told Elijah, eat your food and get up because the journey ahead of you is going to be a heavy one. It's going to be a long one. And I remember when I read this, it it just reminded me that God will never fail to equip you where he will lead you. 
even something as small as giving him a cake and giving him a cup of water shows that I'm giving you fuel because you're about to walk some miles to where your destination is at. And for any individual that is in leadership right now, kind of backing off of what you said, God will never fail to equip you where he will lead you and call you. So absolutely rise up for such a time as this. Thank you for sharing that. That's powerful. Can I piggyback on that thought there? Um, and, and also thinking about leadership and how we can contribute to our local church. Um, because I think it's important that during this time, uh, we be leaders that take initiative. Mm. That we don't wait for things to uh, get done, but that we take that initiative, that we see the need, and that we uh, help in whatever need our pastor needs or has for us. Uh, and this is very important because as, as young people, youth, messengers of peace, uh, we, we must learn to submit in this time yes. to our pastor. Because uh, someday we're going to be the next pastors. Yes. Good. We're going to be the next leaders in our church, uh, filling those shoes. So this is very important to be obedient and submit. You can see the measure of somebody's maturity by how they obey when they're spiritually corrected. Oh, absolutely. That's that's a preaching right there in yeah. itself. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Um, I feel like these are all great tips and uh, essential qualities that leaders have to possess. And uh, as we wrap up, Chris, uh, our last question we want to ask, sort of a finishing word. Do you have any tips for someone who maybe just became a leader? They're fairly new into that leadership role um, and they want to be an effective leader, how would you advise them to proceed and start off the leadership? Yeah, great, great question. Great question. Because I, I think back of, uh, of my time when I began my walk with Christ, uh, getting baptized some years ago. Um, you know, it, it just doesn't happen overnight. You don't become a leader overnight. Uh, just like anything, the more practice you put in, the better that you become uh, in that certain field. And leadership is the same thing. You know, we, we must exercise our leadership. Uh, the Bible tells us that uh, we are all dealt a measure of faith. Mm. Uh, taking that faith and working it, you know, if, if you think you have little, this is the perfect time to begin to develop, begin to train, uh, prepare yourself, build yourself up in, in, uh, in God. You know, this is the time to establish your relationship with God. Uh, but, but one of the biggest things that I see in leadership, and if I can leave you with this, it's the importance of leadership and followership. Mm-hmm. And I say this because before I became a leader, um, I had to first learn how to become a follower. That's good. And to this day, I'm a leader, but I'm still following. That's why the Apostle Paul tells us, follow me as I follow Christ. Mm-hmm. Learning the importance of followership. Yeah, Followership and leadership are interchangeable. Right. Amen. And uh, it'll take you a long way you can learn to follow amen amen and you know that that verse in itself follow me as i follow christ is is just so powerful and like i mentioned it just goes back to that servanthood of just following christ i know sometimes i see that on people's instagram bios like follow me as i follow christ i'm like i don't think that's what that (laughs) verse meant there but thank you for that we want to thank you brother chris for being with us for anyone that's listening that is a leader that is wanting to be effective in leadership thank you for imparting that wisdom i know thank you so much for having me sister dacia brother lasad and brother chris i also want to thank the the messengers of peace board pastor jacob and his team 
We also want to provide you guys with a awesome resource, which is listed on the National Messengers of Peace website. Under the MOP Learn, you can go under leadership and look at the Forward Leaders Leadership Manual. We hope you guys take advantage of this great resource. Amen. Thank you once again for tuning in to all our listeners. You can be on the lookout for the next episode. Thank you for joining and God bless you all.